Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. So my AC's been broken for a year in my car. In your car that's like not that old. No, it isn't that old. My car is... Five or six is now, it? which uh, how that is already a thing. Yeah. Wow. I was thinking like three. <laughs> no, I got it right after, not right after. I probably got it within like nine months of the car oh, accident. Okay. But like, but it was already oh, a year sure, old when sure, we got sure. it. But yeah, the AC went out, which for it being a relatively new car is goofy, especially considering I don't right. go anywhere. Well, my car hasn't had a bumper for like three years. So. <laughs> I, stop it. but I will say at least the bumper doesn't affect the humidity Correct. level inside your mm-hmm. vehicle. AC still works great. <laughs> I was so hot getting groceries a couple weekends ago. I was like, we are now full back into over 90 uh-huh. degrees here. Like this is not, I'm not doing we, this So again. we strongly considered when like the price, when, and it's still happening. I don't know if it's as drastic or not, but the demand for cars was high and the supply of used cars was not high. And so people were getting astronomical amounts of money for used cars. Oh, they still Well, we were considering when it was at its peak to sell my car and only have Mm -hmm. one car because Brian... Oh, for, t- for temporarily, temporarily, yeah. Because yeah. Brian works from home now, and he does all of like the pickup and drop off of pee, and like I don't go anywhere, whatever. And so we like saw what we could get for it, and we like almost did it, but we waited. And I mean, I could still go either way. We haven't done it yet. It would just be just for like, do we want a cash injection and do something else with that money? But sometimes it is nice to still have two vehicles, even though we both work from here, especially like a couple weeks ago, I had to abruptly go out of town for something, but we could mm-hmm. we, like, we could always figure it out like with my mom. Cause she also works from home now. I don't know. I like a challenge. And so I like the, I feel like you could do it for like six to nine months, but it would well, and old. it was with the intention of like, I need a new car. And so eventually I need one, oh, but yeah. I also don't want to buy a new car anytime soon because of the market. And oh, I when know. I say new, I mean we, used. <laughs> no, I know. We drove past a lot because we've been like considering, are we going to get an electric yeah, car next, too. like an economy mm-hmm. car? Or are we going to get Jared's like dream truck? Don't, Which the fact don't. that we're considering both no, those options. No, not with the state of gas right now. 
I know. I know. So I definitely think we're leaning more either electric or mm-hmm. hybrid. But the guy does need a truck. I know. You, I, we even sometimes man, need a truck. Like we don't even do as many projects as you, but we still do lots of projects. And how many times oh. we've had to rent the Home Depot truck, which I mean, it's oh only like, gosh, it's like 30 bucks for the day. So it's really no. not bad, but yeah. it's just annoying. We use our truck every yeah. weekend. Yeah. We would too, but I don't it's, want a truck. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> and we absolutely need at least two vehicles for sure because I would be stranded all the time. All the time. Yeah. Jared just, like, is the most chaotic work from home. He goes up and about. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm going to Menards. <laughs> to <I'll> BRB. Be <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The so. problem is, is I don't know what I want for my next vehicle. And I also don't drive that often. And so I just keep telling myself the longer I wait, the newer vehicle I can get. So because <laughs> <laughs> well, just like that used vehicle creeps up a year and a year and a year every time I the longer I wait. So we'll see if you guys have any SUVs that also act as a truck, but only look like SUVs, but maybe are also electric. Let me know. <laughs> Oh my, that's quite the list of clearance. I'm like hauling plants no. and dirt and wood in the back of my CRV with like the wood poking out of the sunroof or like the window down just a little bit and the wood like hanging out the window. Oh, but I no, figured no, out, no, 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 no. I, I make multiple trips to Home Depot. We got pavers for the backyard last weekend and we needed about 40 to 45, but my CRV. You got to be I careful. I didn't get that. What many. I want, please note if you drive a vehicle that is not meant I did for not hauling, get that many. you have got to watch yes, the weight. I, I got, even if it mm-hmm. fits in the car, no, that doesn't they mean you would should have haul fit, it. But I got 20 at a time and it didn't even start like sinking down yet. Like it definitely felt heavy, but it okay. wasn't even like sunk down. So I got 20, went back and got 25. Well, next time have Brian get in the glove box and oh, actually yeah. look what is the weight limit because you mm-hmm. can find mm-hmm. that out. I'm sure I can Google it. That makes me nervous. It was fine. <laughs> it was fine. Home Depot's like, was it all back roads? Yeah, they're all back roads. No highway. Oh, okay. No highway. Okay. And it's like three miles away. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we have to take the highway literally. Oh, anywhere. yeah. No. I only get on the highway when I'm going like significantly north or south. Yeah. What a concept. And really only north because I have to cross the river. I can get anywhere south when I'm no highway except for your house. (laughs) Well, that has been Car Corner. If you have any feedback of what vehicle. Yeah. Basically, we're the most indecisive non- Because I also just don't care about vehicles. No, that's the thing. Why would I care when I leave the house maybe three times a week? You know what I would <laughs> what I would love next time? I definitely want built-in navigation. I've never had that. And I want the map on my screen because I use my phone for everything because I literally... You don't want navigation. You want yes, Apple CarPlay. Yes, that's what I want. That's I want Apple CarPlay. And I would truly love one of... They have the magnetic chargers now in some of the vehicles where you can just set your phone mm-hmm. down and it charges. I would love that also. If I don't have to plug in my phone for music or the maps... And if I can charge it by not plugging it in, those are my requirements <laughs> outside of what I already have in my current vehicle. Well, but the funny thing is most of those things became pretty standard within the yeah. last couple of yeah. years. So I think by the time you get around to buying it, I think be so too. To yeah. Find. I have to have leather seats still because I'm a trash panda in my car and heated seats because although it gets a hundred plus, it also gets negative here. <laughs> Wait, have you ever sat in an air conditioned I have. My dad has them. 
it kind of freaks me out. Like it, it's, <laughs> it's aggressive and it is loud. Maybe it's quieter now. It is loud. I will give you the loud, loud factor because I don't know how you make it not loud you when it's literally pushing out these like little mm-hmm. tiny holes. It feels yeah, pretty great. But I mean, you know, I'll turn on the heated seat in the dead of summer. So. <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. I want to talk about something scandalous that I posted on TikTok a couple weeks ago. First of all, if you are not following us on TikTok, please, please, seriously, pause, go open TikTok, go search The Boss Project, and please follow us. We legitimately need followers over there. So I'm I'm actually begging you to go do that. They're just, you know, they're bite-sized semi-rant biz strategies that we're sharing over there. It's just fun and we're just chit-chatting and truly we're just finding a new way to have some conversations with y'all. Like, now, right here, this platform is very one-sided. We're just talking to you and we rarely get to hear your yeah. feedback unless you... We want to hear, hear what, what you, you think, think of our Literally, we want to hear what you think. So go over there, The Boss Project, go hit follow. But if you want to watch the video that I'm talking about, there's a <laughs> this is my face and then there's a box on the screen that says why I hate marketing. And I want to talk about that. I want to talk about why I legitimately hate marketing, always have. Mm-hmm. and definitely in this current climate. And I want to get clear on the definition of some things that people think are marketing, what they are and what they aren't, and what I think is actually more worth our time instead, even though it's not sexy. <laughs> yeah, no, I think the current climate is mm-hmm. shifting. It has and been. one of my favorite mm-hmm. questions to ask every small business owner I run into is what do you think the future of marketing looks like online? Because I want their opinion. Because in my opinion, we are literally at the end of a cycle. And the next iteration has not shown itself yet. And so what will that look like moving forward? I don't know. But what I will tell you is a lot of the things people consider marketing are not necessary for the majority of our service-based audience. I'm not saying it isn't helpful for some people. I'm not saying that it doesn't make sense for some types of businesses. But for the majority of you, marketing is a massive distraction. It's not only a massive distraction and a huge waste of time, but it's also like an ego killer, truly, not just in the sense of comparisonitis, not just in the sense of like, like I saw this post the other day, I think it was a blog post, maybe it was a TikTok, but it was something about, again, like I'm consuming content that's just like fun and interesting to me. It's not like, here's how I'm getting clients, right? I love learning on there for sure, but I don't get clients from that type of marketing. But the thing I saw was something about how you know, everyone talks about taking an Instagram detox and taking a break. And I haven't personally had the same issues with Instagram that a lot of people talk about where there's the comparisonitis and you're looking at Instagram and like wanting to make changes from it. But she's someone who talked about how she took a long break and she realized that just scrolling the feed and she didn't think she had a problem with it either, but just scrolling the feed was making her think that like she had to make constant changes and upgrades in her home, in her wardrobe with what she ate, 
the coffee maker she had, like all of the things because she's just being seen, mm-hmm. not just ads, but like being seen these things constantly. And I follow yeah. a lot of people in the DIY space, home design space, because I enjoy that. And I enjoy spending my free time there. And I do like a lot of DIY projects. And I love making my home look great, feel great, be aesthetically pleasing. Like I feel like I could be an interior designer in another life. Like I really, really enjoy it. And there's still that concept of like, my rooms are not perfect. I have trash rooms, trash closets, trash hallways that are probably never going to change. And this desire of like having to have like a perfectly staged interior magazine, design magazine worthy home at all times is because of things like Instagram. And so I would really encourage us to really deep dive into not just our homes, but like, how is that subconsciously impacting the business strategies that we're trying, the things that we think our business should be doing for us that it's not currently doing and everything in between. Yeah, I definitely noticed when I was knee deep in renovations, I was following a ton of home accounts, DIY accounts, and my desire to spend more money on higher end purchases, I definitely think increased. Now, not to say, as I've kind of detoxed from it, I want to spend the money less frequently. However, the like yeah. quality of the pieces I want are yeah. different. And I think it's just because I'm at a different point mm-hmm. in my life. And I think it's less of an outside influence in that way. But aside from the influence that you're being shown, the misconception is that the more reach you have, that that equals more money in your business. There's this one story I've heard, and this now granted, it is a little bit of a game of telephone. I think I might be, I think I'm only like two points removed. I don't think I'm like seven (laughs) points removed. Okay. But there's a quite famous Instagram account that has millions of followers. And she decided to launch her own line of apparel. I think I know what you're talking about. And she struggled to sell 20 shirts. Well, it even wasn't just she decided. She like partnered with someone. And it was like, if I sell this amount, then this partnership can continue. And she did not. And the amount was low. She couldn't do it. Yeah, the like amount she needed to sell was extremely low and she couldn't do it. And what I want everyone to realize, and I know we, I mean, we've talked about it for years, not just us, but a lot of people like vanity metrics aren't helpful. Okay, sure. But is marketing even helpful? Mm-hmm. Like in the traditional sense of like social media and posting all the time, brand awareness, creating awareness Mm -hmm. and an email list. Now, can it help to an extent? Sure. But like, is it even necessary? And I would argue that for a lot of people, it's It's not. not. It's not. Now, if you are someone who's like, but I find joy in creating that content and writing those posts, making those videos, girl, do it. I will go like them. I will go watch it. I think that's incredible. I think what I'm asking you to do is untie and disconnect the line that you have from posting on social to landing clients or making more money. And that- Well, have you even done that? right. Right. Have you even done that? Like, if you were to say, yes, 
85% of every new client that comes in, they interacted with me first on Instagram. Okay, then great. We're going to make an argument that Instagram is a valuable platform Mm -hmm. for you. But also Instagram is freaking changing. So do you remember the like when Instagram first came out, everyone's on Facebook and then Instagram came out. And so we moved over to Instagram and it was just our little baby personal accounts. And then it kind of shifted to small businesses, went over to Instagram. And there was still that weird messy middle of like, well, you're still posting on Facebook and you have your Facebook business page. And then you have your Instagram business page. And what does that mean? And you still needed like quote needed to have your Facebook page because people were still checking there to see if your business was legit or real or whatever. But then like over the years that started to dissipate. And the only reason why most business owners have a Facebook business page right now so that they can run ads and they're not actually caring about the visibility of that page. We certainly aren't. And so you put everything into Instagram and it grew in the way that it did. We're in that new transition. So Instagram is absolutely fading out for small businesses in the way that we've been used to. I'm still curious to see if it's going to hold a space for the more behind the scenes, the real, the influencer version of it and the accounts that like have really dedicated deep relationships with their followers. I'm not saying that it's just going to crash and burn for them, but it is absolutely different. But since we don't know what's coming next and people are leaving Instagram, I think that you still need an Instagram account that's semi-active because people are checking Instagram to see, is your business real? What's your portfolio look like? What's some evidence that you actually do what you say you do, but not in the sense of, oh, they have this many followers. So that must mean whatever. Right. Yeah. I would say the majority of our clients have an Instagram account with less than a thousand followers. Like I'm talking 250, like small. Yeah. 90. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) like mostly friends and family on there. And what they've shared is a mix of some personal stuff, but also their portfolio. And if they are on board with our philosophy, they've likely for a while, you know, had that battle with themselves because they're still being marketed to that they need to be making marketing. So they'll like spend effort on Instagram for like a week and then they drop it for two months because they're busy with client work. And they don't actually and need to like, be doing oh, it to get shit, the clients. I need to be posting on Instagram. I haven't done that. And I need to spend some time creating content. And so then they go post a couple things. But in my opinion, as of right this second, if you're a service-based business owner, the only thing that I think is, I wouldn't say required because it's, it's it's literally not. not. But like, if you were going to do anything, I would post a couple times a month And when I say a couple, I mean like three Mm -hmm. (laughs) to just show that you are a valid business. But the funny thing is you will see businesses that I know are successful that have basically stopped posting since sometime last fall. Yep. Because the feed is still there. Like you can still scroll it. Like people aren't looking at dates as much as they used to. And the algorithm of posting three times a day, it doesn't matter anymore. No. If it doesn't directly benefit you, then why do it? But I think the part I want to like get across, it's not that we're against marketing. Like literally that's how we started our business. We are, while we're an education company, our background, Emily with photography, me with branding and design, like I'm used to working in the marketing 
environment, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's not necessarily being anti that. What I am just saying is I do think there is an easier way in which you can be mentally healthier because you're spending less time there and be as successful, if not more successful, by investing in relationships. And we have clients making 200,000 plus, some over a million that are not spending time on social media, building an email list, advertising, Mm -hmm. like literally at at all. Yeah. What was the question from a client that you wanted to go over? Like the stressors that she was feeling around social media? Yeah. Alyssa said specifically that marketing is the thing that distracts me and feels heavy because I never stick with it or have seen actual results. But she did acknowledge that a local Facebook group was one of her biggest generator of leads and it included a bunch of local so wealthy wh- And what did I say to you when you said that? Well, you said that Facebook group has nothing to do with marketing. It has everything to do with yeah. relationships. So the the conception, the misconception behind relationship building, marketing, connectors, et cetera, that I want us to start to like, at least they're all related. They're in the same family, but they are not the same thing. They might even like be cousins, not siblings. Like they're related, but they're not closely related. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. 
I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. And so marketing, and, and I'm doing some literal definitions while we're talking here. Marketing is straight up the action of promoting or selling. That's marketing, promoting or selling. When you put the lens of relationship building on there, is an effect of that, is a consequence of that promoting or sell or selling and converting? Yes, but it isn't the goal. No, if you start first with the intent to care, to serve, to be there for someone, the other things can mm-hmm. come and mm-hmm. will come. Like without saying names, let's just say mm-hmm. a relationship we've spent mm-hmm. years investing mm-hmm. in, years investing in with no mm-hmm. ask, with no requirement on her to provide anything for us or our business. We've just like genuinely been friends. Emily had a conversation with her and out of the blue, like Emily was talking about a new idea and she's like, oh my God, you need to know so-and-so. And And then she started listing Mm -hmm. her Mm -hmm. clients. Mm -hmm. I am talking about New York Times bestselling authors. I'm talking about some of the most influential speakers in the Mm -hmm. world. And this person was like, oh, as soon as I connect you, like they'll fire off an introduction, lickety split, no problem. I was like, we've been two degrees away from this person for two plus years and we didn't know. (laughs) Right. But but I think part of what makes that so powerful is because we invested in the relationship first without this expectation that it had to turn into something else, that connection is going to be so incredibly strong and it's going to serve us in ways I can't even quite describe yet. I'm not saying that all of your relationship connections have to take two years to come to fruition. There are absolutely ways to get things where you could like do the ask in the morning and get the result within 30 minutes or by the afternoon, like quite literally. And we have scripts that we walk through our clients on how to do that exact same thing inside the incubator. What I'm telling you to put your lens on is I just find it interesting, right? Of like, I don't think people hear me enough in their soul when I say you need to separate your worth from your vanity metrics. Because the only reason why you're still trying that something that has literally never worked for you and literally never worked for tens of thousands of other businesses like yours is to feel better about yourself. Let's call it for what it is. Because I've done it. It's not bad that you're doing it. It's only bad if you're going to keep doing it with those blinders on. So then we look at something like relationship building and we've convinced ourselves that 
it's slimy or gross or it takes too long and I don't have time. Well, if you fucking stop doing things that don't actually work, all of a sudden you find time to have a conversation with someone. That's all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I'm so often surprised the power that referrals have. And I'm equally surprised how often y'all continue to disqualify referrals like you I've literally heard people say well referrals literally I've heard that phrase well that doesn't count because it was was a referral so I need to I need more clients uh I'm sorry but you're currently booked out referrals generally like convert easier pay more stay longer and give you other Mm -hmm. referrals so like why are you so worried Mm -hmm. about getting something Mm -hmm. else like do you really just want someone watching you make avocado toast in the morning or do you want someone who's going to pay you 10 grand and know that you got their back and you're going to do the work you said yeah I would much rather take the 10 grand and there's nothing wrong with wanting to be insta or tiktok famous or being an influencer and that's not what we're saying No, that's not what I'm saying at all. I I remember avocado toast sponsored. I love that for you. Yeah. I remember early on in my career, Emily asked me, she said, like, what's your goal here? And I thought for several years that I wanted to be famous and like, and not famous as a celebrity, celebrity status, but the idea of fame, the idea of having a following, the idea of being in front of a large group of people was enticing and exciting to me. And a byproduct of that is we spent a lot of time in areas that elevated us in that way. And we grew a massive following. This podcast that you're listening to right down has millions of downloads, millions of downloads. So in some ways you could say, check the box successful. You did the thing. But it didn't change me. Mm-hmm. And I thought more exposure would change my life in some way. And you want to know the only thing that actually has changed my life or lifestyle outside of like active relationships in my life? Tell me. <laughs> Money. <laughs> Money is literally, as I mean, relationships are amazing and they they improve the quality of my life for sure but money is the only thing that has actually given me more access because the more money we made we could afford to hire the consultant that we just talked about and continue her on retainer over the years to continue fostering that relationship to grow the team that enabled us to do the strategies that she was teaching us how to do which enabled us you know and I could keep going money But the money is necessary. So like, I don't know. I would rather you chase what is going to make you money, what is going to give you more financial security, what is going to make you more wealth, because that will change the trajectory of where you're going. And if in the process you have people following along and paying attention, great. But if you do this in the quietness of your own life, like amazing. We know so many of our clients are introverted. They really don't have any interest Mm -hmm. in having any sort of social following. They just want to make enough money. They can work less hours and spend more time with their families and travel more and eat better food. Like really. Yeah. 
And I think that's why I always go back to, have you truly done the work in disconnecting your worth with vanity metrics? Because I honestly think that's where the hesitation lies for so many people. They hear us, they hear it, they can even look at the analytics and they can know that it's true. And yet it's something that we keep picking up and you know, and, and I'm not saying I'm immune to this. So we both have, you know, we have the boss project Instagram and then we both have our own personal Instagrams. And I go from, right. you know, I waves of like posting a lot cause I feel like it and then not posting a lot. And definitely in those seasons of not posting, I'm sitting there asking myself, like, should I be posting more? Do people just like not care? Should I? And I like overanalyze the art of posting when I have nothing to sell over there, like literally nothing. I'm just talking and sharing. And so part of it is just in my head of like, does anyone actually care about like the coffee I had today or whatever? Cause that's definitely how I use Instagram on my personal account, but it's like literally who cares. And if I'm connecting my worth to how many people watch my stories or follow me over there, then I'm not doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. I don't know if I would say you're not doing it for the right reasons. I think, I think the desire is something you need to pay attention to. So if you want it, why do you Mm -hmm. want it? And what is the root of that? And what do you think having it? Oh, 100% just to feel better about myself. 100%. Okay. So if you want to feel better about yourself, what do you know will make you feel better (laughs) about yourself? Right. Because I think sometimes we assume X will give us Y Mm. result. We do this all the time. So it's a hypothesis. A hypothesis, (laughs) right? It's a hypothesis. Okay. So we assume it's going to get us where we want to go. And so then we spend time on X, assuming it'll get us Y. And then we wake up one day and we spend so much time on X and we're no closer to Y. And so I think the more I can have y'all reflect on why you want the thing, because I just, I feel like you need a real example. Our Instagram realistically hasn't grown (laughs) Uh -uh. in two years. Our email list realistically hasn't grown Mm -hmm. in two years. Our business Mm -hmm. is more than double Mm -hmm. what it was last year, let alone two years ago. I haven't done the math on that (sighs) recently, but like we did, we slowed down intentionally. Mm -hmm. Like we were like, we need to listen to our own advice. If this isn't working and it's not giving us what we think it's going to give us, then what would happen if we spent less effort mm-hmm. here and spent more effort on relationships, not just with people that are going to connect us to amazing clients, but with yeah. you guys? Like, I remember having this conversation with Emily, I don't know, maybe 18 months ago. And I was like, I don't know who our people are. Right. Anymore. Well, and I said, and when we had that conversation, I said, because this was before we launched the incubator knowing that we wanted to launch it with such exceptional service and such intimate knowledge of our people again, because that was a desire for us. That was a value of ours. I remember saying, well, if we're doing everything that we're doing, like we're doing it, like on Instagram and the blog and everywhere else, I will not have the energy to talk and care about our people one bit. And so if that's the priority for us, then we have to slow down and do things differently over here. And so we did. And our business doubled. And I know our people again, and I feel really, really good every single week showing up for them and intimately knowing the ins and outs of their business. 
and what we can do to help them support and reach their goals. Because you know what makes me feel better than followers? Impact. Yeah. Like, I don't care if you're watching. I want to see real results in people's lives. And when our clients say, I hit my 30K a month goal and I was just able to take a 10-day vacation without my laptop, like, Mm -hmm. I literally sobbed my eyes out. Another client was like, oh, your advice helped me do this opportunity cost over here and I got nine weeks of my time back. We had another one who negotiated a project that was going to renew at 18000 and renegotiated for 30000 and they didn't bat an eye. Like that stuff, I, I'm literally getting chills right now. It's life-changing for them mm-hmm. and us mm-hmm. because I know what we're doing matters. I know what we're doing impacts people. And we made this very intentional choice that we would much rather work with less people and have a deeper impact Mm -hmm. on them. And it has revolutionized our business. It has revolutionized the results of our clients. And when we see them doing the same thing, when they focus on service and relationships and relationships, they are so much Mm -hmm. happier Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. I know one of them, when she started working with us, she talked about how she often resented her strategy mm-hmm. calls with her clients. She's like, I literally don't even have time to sit on this call. She's like, like in the call so thinking about the next client. <laughs> yeah. She was just so frustrated. And she's been able to work with less clients. And now when they share their ideas with her and want her opinion, she's excited again and mm-hmm. willing to help. And it's not coming from a place of, desperation or frustration you know what else that did how many of you like have your business and then also have developed kind of of a side hobby that's more creative to scratch the itch because you don't have time in your current business to be creative anymore like that's literally what that set up for her is she got to then like her job again and feel creative and feel more strategic and more brainstormy And where other people might've been like, oh, I need that feeling again. So I need to create something else and something different. Let's just refine what we've got going on so we can find that in a space that's already working. I just find it funny. Like how many people do you think join the incubator who have already booked themselves out? So like their client roster is full and they're still worried about marketing. Mm -hmm. It's so funny to me. I was like, you literally can't take on yeah, another client or it will break your business right now. <laughs> like, you literally mm-hmm, need to stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you need to stop the faucet because it's going to yeah. break you. And it's funny watching them slow down. They learn to like their job again. They learn to have more space in their schedule again. They get more creative. Uh, the cool, what I love watching happen is when they remove this unnecessary need from themselves, then the work product they create is more in alignment with that like freedom and spaciousness. And that always leads to better deliverables for your client. Always, 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 always. (laughs) Because how many times do we talk about white space being like necessary for revolutionary ideas, tiny tweaks, refinements, And you can't, those don't happen. Like I was thinking the other day, 
how vitally important. Now, there was definitely years and space and time between these things, but when you and I started our business, we worked from the moment our spouses left the door to the moment they came in the door. And why? Because we felt like our productivity was directly tied to our worth and that we were over here with our little bitty baby business and we had to prove to everyone who didn't need proving to that we were hard workers. Well, including Uh our spouses, we also had a complex that they thought we were wasting our days every day. Now, jokes on us, they both work for us. And they probably still work less than we do. Oh, probably. (laughs) Definitely. Actually, definitely. (laughs) Definitely. But now, walking away from my desk and what for most people would be kind of the middle Mm -hmm. of the afternoon, it's still light outside. I get to sit on my deck or sit on my couch. And actually mm-hmm. veg mm-hmm. <laughs> and actually do nothing and relax before I jump into what needs to be my evening and like before I make dinner and before I take care of other people. And when you're so focused on everything working for you, uh-huh. I guess, then you end up spending so much extra time that like, isn't actually adding value. And so I think a lot of the times y'all can come into our world and we can just chop pieces of your schedule off immediately because they're not actually doing anything. You're just like keeping yourself really busy. Now, I mean, I'm definitely busy, but it's, it's a different kind of busy. It's a excited kind of busy. Like I spend... I spend three to four hours a week recording mm-hmm. podcasts for this show. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, that's literally a fifth yeah. of my time. <laughs> like, I get to go and spend six hours a week plus being in a coffee shop and being creative and writing and thinking of new concepts because I have the space to do that. I just, I want to paint a picture of a reality for you that is where you're less stressed, you're less worried about what others think of you. You can be more yourself. You can have deeper relationships and you can, you can have clients that love the work you're producing without spending money on Mm -hmm. ads, spending a ton of time on Instagram, recording videos for TikTok, writing emails Mm -hmm. to your email list. And it is okay. You know, we got some pushback (laughs) when we said we didn't like marketing or that Emily didn't like marketing. I still love marketing, but like, I don't necessarily think it's helpful, which Mm -hmm. is a different take on it. But someone was like, well, this is how you always stay small. Yeah. And and, okay. Most of y'all would love to just make good Mm -hmm. money. But you don't care about running a billion dollar Well, and not even billion. So after that comment, I did some research on what is the actual definition of a small business. And in different countries, it's different. But and some of them are vague. So like this is just a vague concept because it's not as clear here in the United States. And there's nothing underneath a small business. So you either like you're a solopreneur, right? You're a freelancer. uh, You're a sole prop or you are a small business, or you are a corporation, right? There's like, and there's a big freaking gap in between. But in the United States, 
some of the grants for small business and the loans for small business aren't even applicable to you unless you're making a million. You have to make less than a certain amount, yes, but some of them don't even let you apply unless you are already making a million. And I think that's pretty funny because it's missing a whole bunch of people. (laughs) Well, you want to know why it's missing a whole bunch of people? (laughs) Women-led businesses, 98% of them are smaller than a million dollars. 98%. So essentially, that qualified Mm -hmm. money is going to not women, (laughs) to privileged Mm -hmm. people, Mm -hmm. (laughs) to not women, to not people of color. Like it just, it's so infuriating. But regardless of that, I mean, as much as that is incredibly frustrating, do you, what do you really want? Like, and I know for Emily and I, it's evolved over time, but for sure, initially, All I wanted was the flexibility to make enough that I never had to go back to a traditional job. That's it. (laughs) Bare minimum. And then over time, it was like, oh, I really do like being the breadwinner. What would it look like to provide for my whole household? And so then it was making enough that my spouse could leave his career. And and then that evolved. and, And now they both work for us. Which in a lot of ways, having people that are that invested in what you're doing has allowed Mm -hmm. us to grow because Emily and I have more time to spend on the things that we know fuel the business. But at the end of the day, while we are larger, we are in the top Mm -hmm. 2% of all women-led businesses in this country. We represent, in my opinion, women who want to just create security for their families. And it's not about the size of the business. It's about the quality of life it provides. So if you're into that and you want to be around other people who are also into that and you want to finally give a middle finger to social media and what you deem as marketing, then I definitely recommend you apply for our program. I would love to have you. I would love to chat with you to see if it makes sense. I would love to hear what your goals are for your business this year, where you're at, what small refinements need to be made, what tweaks need to be made. You don't need a massive pivot. You don't need any of the things that we talked about today, except for relationships that you do need. And you have them more than you think. We'll help you identify those as well. All you got to do is head to bossproject.com slash incubator, spend a few minutes, tell us more about yourself so we can get to know you as a person because that's a value of ours. And we'll start the conversation and see if it makes sense. And if you get approved, you'll get access to an incredible advanced training that we put together. And I want to hear your thoughts on that. So go apply and then DM us that you applied. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op our creative template shop membership with thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. 
Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.